what is a friend? And while I can sit here and say, and we all can, like, we know a lot of fucking people. Like, each and every one of us. Like, us four right here, I mean, between a Greek, between... <laughs> so much more than that. <laughs> That's all you got. <laughs> Like, Greek community is huge. Like people that were in nightlife, like someone that owns successful businesses. Like, dude, like we know a lot of fucking people. But yeah. what is a friend? And a friend is someone that challenges you, someone that isn't envious of you, someone that dude. There's just so many factors to what an actual friend is. This, I think, is brotherhood. Born in '92 on the block with the sharks. From a different cloth, y'all would get ripped apart. You want a diamond, then you gotta get it in the dark. We dropping nuggets like Carmelo went to Rucker Park. Now we eating from state to state, we scrape the plate. I put my eggs in a basket, took a leap of faith. I took a chance, now we grow and see the impact. Decoding success with special guests, now let's bring Matt. Hey everyone, welcome back to the top 1% globally ranked podcast, Decoding Success. Excited to be back in the studio with the boys today. Before diving in, a few housekeeping items that I just want to put out there for everyone. First and foremost, we received a plethora of feedback from the last in-studio. I know Anaresis was letting me know, Phil was letting me know. We have one more of the the gents are back, so we're (laughs) going to get to that in a second. But I just wanted to let you know that we appreciate hearing that feedback. And if you want more of these episodes, we want to give you more. Just let us know. On top of that, episodes are totally free. But if there was a fee, and yes, I am stealing this from Andy Frisella because I love it so much. But sharing these episodes mean the absolute world to us. What we're diving into is just heartfelt conversation between four guys. We have a really good time doing it. And the more and more we spread this message. By the way, March of 2023 was the most downloaded month in podcast history, which is almost five years running. So thank you to everyone that is sharing. And we encourage you to continue to share on that note if you prefer to watch you could check us out on youtube and lastly going to give a quick shout out to proper sleep and talkify if you're watching on youtube you can see their logos behind me but boys we're back phil massia andrew meditz anaresis what's going on boys how you guys doing Excellent, excellent, bro. It's good to be back. I'm glad Absolutely. to have our boy. Yeah. Bro, it's right. been a fucking minute. Well, I got jealous when I listened to the last one, I'll be honest. I put it on while I was working out. I was like, fuck. <laughs> you know, some shit came up. I couldn't make it, so I'm just happy to be back. No, it's, it, glad, it's, to it's you, glad to have you. Definitely glad to have you. I mean, we had a really good time here last time. I mean, didn't even feel like an hour, right? No, it didn't. It was the first time in how long that we had done this. I think the last time was a Drew's. I just think it was, it was a year. It had to have been a year and a half. Longer, I think we I said think that on the pod. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it had yeah. to have been closer to a year and a half, which is crazy to think of how fast the time goes. And obviously within that time period, and we kind of discussed this on the last pod, like all of us have had such tremendous growth and experiences that at times might have knocked us down, got back up, triumphs, all of that shit, you know? So Yeah, to, to fill you, I mean, I haven't seen you guys really since, since I got married. I know you guys brought that up actually on the last podcast but yeah man that was yeah, yeah. a fucking that was a fucking great wedding yeah man. that was the last time i actually saw you boys i uh i had a crazy just to fill uh i mean just to kind of catch up i mean i know you guys know this but to kind of fill you in i had a crazy even just call it let's say end of 2022 so i had gotten married november 30th all that led up to the wedding crazy stress right crazy build up then an incredible party incredible experience everything worked out perfectly went on like my little mini moon with with my wife we actually just planned 
Ryan and will appreciate this. We actually just play on the real honeymoon in Greece. Nice. Respect. Yeah. So we'll, we'll catch up after this. Why is that. Greece always getting yeah. a shout out on this podcast? I don't get Not even five minutes. No, in, right? all of the yeah. Greeks that listen to this, send uh, it to your family yeah, over there. Not or even five minutes we in. Do, he gets actually. a yeah, he got a shout out, this guy. I was hoping not to do that till later. So we did a little honeymoon and then actually I'd gotten back and then actually the last time I was on the podcast with you guys about a year and a half ago I talked about my dad was diagnosed with uh, stage four lung cancer so he actually had been doing really well just incredible fighting throughout the entire thing fought through the chemo was kicking ass and then even at the wedding which was kind of crazy like everybody was coming up to me like oh your dad looks incredible I know you guys even said that mm-hmm. like at yeah. that point right yeah. like he looked incredible he was having a good time smiling had a great time literally as soon as I got back from the honeymoon it was at around that time if you remember where everybody was getting sick like it was either COVID or so he actually got RSV and then that turned into bacterial pneumonia and then he just never really made it out of the hospital at that point so I went from like being like the super high of the wedding to like really just like crashing literally within it wasn't even 30 days later you know so it was just like a crazy bunch of emotions for so since then like you know, had a good amount of time to kind of reflect on it now. It's been about three months or so. You know, there's a little bit of closure with it now too. I'm able to kind of refocus a little bit too, to start focusing on work, which has been a great distraction. But like 2022 was just like a wild ride for me. Like so much happened. I got engaged, I got married, and then my pops <laughs> passed away and I moved, Damn. Yeah. which is like crazy. Yes. And I moved from yes. the city to, to a house out in Long Island. So it was just like a wild, like I felt like that one year was like 10 years 20, of my yeah. life. Phil said the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, we kind of had a similar experience. Yeah, it was like 2022 is wild. Absolutely. Every How two did, years feels like 10 to me. Yeah. How did you uh, surf the waves of all of that, man? Like, so uh, did you feel like you were surfing? Did you feel like you were crashing? Like, what was the deal? It was so, it's so weird. I think even like Phil actually mentioned this, I think even on the last podcast, which is just like, you have to appreciate like the highs and the lows of life and just kind of go fully into them. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the, the highest of getting married and having the time of your life to again, like dealing with your father's passing and you know, depression and all that kind of that comes with it and mourning and the anger and the whole process. And just realizing like, this is part of the human experience and it's just kind of the hand that we're dealt being human beings and like my dad's death was crazy too because me and my mom were in the hospital when he coded which was like crazy so he literally coded in front of us like had a heart attack while we were in the hospital flatlined had to grab my mom pull her out like holding her while they're doing compressions like it was wild and like like try to and like you go through the emotions of like when you're in the hospital was there anything else you could have done and you play the guilty card a little bit like i wish i could have done more was there something i could have said or done differently like i know even i think i, I think connie might have even reached out to you matt about john edwards because i was like yeah of, she did she did i was like going through it a little bit where i was like kind of looking for like somewhere to reach out to him to see if there was something that I could have done more like and you wrestle with that for a while I feel like I finally got through that I think I even left you a voice note I forgot who I had spoken to about this but he actually came to me in a dream which super like really helped me kind of with closure with the whole thing yeah in the Um, garage yeah so I my dad was like super handy which is like the opposite of what I am (laughs) (laughs) probably all of us I I was having trouble with the tripod Uh, Right? Like, it's I took two like, of us. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like, like, even when I was a kid, like, my dad would, like, try to encourage me. I don't know if you guys had the same experience. Like, he would try to encourage me to, like, learn. And mm-hmm. then I would, like, hold the flashlight for, like, 30 Always. seconds. <laughs> Always. Right? And then, like, just be like, okay, like, yeah. I'm going to go back to whatever I was doing. So, like, I never really learned. So, like, now that I have a house, you have no choice. You kind of thrust into it. Yeah. So, I actually, I needed something. I'm actually, I was setting up my, the gym in my garage, which I'm fortunate enough to kind of have, which has been awesome. 
we'll get into that maybe that a little later. And I, I needed like a, a socket wrench set. So I went to my dad's, I went to my parents' house to go get his. And it's like this old school lunchbox, like <laughs> literally like out of like a time warp, like literally a time machine. Like you can't even get anything like this at Home Depot. Like, and it just like screams of him. And like, I was in the garage and I was like touching all his stuff was still there. It was like a museum to him. And like all his tools are there and stuff. And I, I literally just spent like 20 minutes there. Like I sat in his chair that he has in the garage. Like I just kind of like took it all in, you know? And then that very night he actually came to me. And I, it was weird too. Like I was putting together stuff with my brother-in-law in the garage. And I, I don't know, I kind of felt like accomplished. Almost like, I wish my dad could see me putting shit together, yeah. kinda, right? Like, almost like, he wouldn't believe this. He'd probably be like laughing, like, I can't believe this is like happening. And like, I just kind of felt his presence. And then that night, had a dream. It was weird, we were both in my garage. Then something clicked in my head, where it was like, I realized that he had passed. Mm. And then he was actually holding his rock, his uh, socket wrench set, which was like crazy. And then like I ran over to him like a little kid and gave him a hug. And, like right before I got to him, like and was actually able to touch him, which apparently is like a thing, which my wife was telling me about. Like I don't know, like after a certain amount of days after you pass, you can't really touch the living in dreams or something like that. But like right before I went to touch him, that's when like I woke up, and then like I just felt like closure from that. Wow, it was like crazy yeah so i went from like again like the highs and the lows of everything and like again uh even to kind of tie it all together like we speak about this all the time too like every we always are preach like things happen for a reason in life and i truly believe that like me and my wife had broken up for a little bit so i could have time to kind of deal with stuff that I had to deal with, deal with stuff that she had to deal with. But then like we got back together just in time because I needed to be a rock for my mother mm -hmm. and she was a rock for me, which if I didn't have her, I don't know how I would have gotten through that whole process. Yeah. You know, and, like I'm super grateful that like she was there for me because again, I have no idea how I could have done that without her. So like the, when we talk about like the highs and the lows and like how I got through it and everything, it's just like everything just kind of happens for a reason is the best thing that I can kind of say. Yeah, you know? man. I know there's no way of knowing that. And that's kind of what I was wondering earlier when you were talking about your journey and what you've been through. So I know there's no way of knowing, but just knowing what you know now, how do you think you might have handled things differently if you weren't with the, you know, the right partner or the person that really kind of is your rock? It's hard to say, right? But um, like Jordan Peterson said this, which is you should be the strongest man at your father's funeral, right? Which you were, Th which yeah, you were. Thank you, thank you. Like I, I give you a lot of credit for how composed you were at that at that wake. I remember I embraced you with a hug and I started to cry. I'm like, yo, I think I needed this maybe just as much as Drew did. And uh, I was like, yo, like I, I walked away from it. I'm like, yo, like Drew is very composed. Like you were a hundred percent that guy. And I think I was able to do that because I could then go home and then be vulnerable with my wife as my rock, mm -hmm. right? It's like I could hold my mother up and not show anything and just be composed and deal with the, the arrangements and deal with the details and deal with everything. By the way, I mean, dealing with like, oh, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but like the wake details and stuff, like it's, no, I never have. It's a lot. It's like yeah. crazy to deal with. I can imagine. Yeah, it's like wild. Like it's like I never was like I've never been that close to it, but like having to go through all those details and everything, it's all at once too. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I feel so bad for anybody who has to go through that. But um even the photo collage, you know, it was Oh, well oh that was out. fantastic, yeah. dude. Yeah. That, those photos of your dad were incredible. That man. that was my those were my sisters and my wife who put that whole thing together. <laughs> yeah. That was that was pretty cool. Those were really awesome. Yeah, they did a good job. There was I, a couple of shirtless pics of you though. I, I, I put those in. I 
so <laughs> I, I made sure that the one of me in college with a six pack when my dad was with me at a swim meet was in there. You know, to make sure. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I, uh, I, it was funny. You weren't the only person who said that. <laughs> there were multiple people who came up to me at the wake and were like, huh, interesting you put some shirtless photos of me when you were right. at <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think ultimately, again, it was, I think I needed that in order to be in that position. I don't think I would have been able to be as put together. Somebody else might have had to step up in all honesty yeah. if I didn't have kind of that support system behind me. You know, right. there's a lot to deal with because the worst parts about that are when you're, it's not when you're at the house with all the food and everybody or when you're distracted awake or whatever. It's like the moments alone is when you really feel that shit. Mm-hmm. Like when you're not at work and you have the next day off and you're just like, you're left with your thoughts and memories and, and like I even said guilt, which was weird. Like that was a weird thing, but it's part of the mourning process too. Like having guilt about what I could have done, like all that is when it was really the worst is like when I was absolutely alone with my thoughts, you know? How do you feel now? Um, it's weird too. My, now it's more like my, listen, my parents, my dad died when he was 68 and he was with my mom. They were dating since they're 16. So it's 50 years together when you think about that. Right? Like, I don't know. I mean, how long have your parents been together? Probably similar, right? I would imagine. 30, well, I'm on air now, but 35. Yeah. 35, so yeah. Right? Rob's going to give you a spanking about that room. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to yeah. get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it's all they, they only knew each other for 50 years. Like, that's crazy to think about. I've known mm. my wife for four years. Like, it's insane to think about. So, like, now it's, it's mm. like, kind of, you know, now it's, you know, a lot of attention going towards mom and just making sure, like, mom's okay. Yeah. And she's going through her own kind of thing but I think now the way that I'm dealing with it is I think for me anyway 2022 was spent around a lot of like preparing for the wedding and dealing with family and kind of that whole thing and like now 2023 and I think it's funny because I heard this on the podcast and like I refocused energy back on myself because I was giving out a lot elsewhere in 2022 and I started to feel it like getting out of routines not meditating not working out like and it was just kind of taking its toll on me so like now I've gotten back into more of my routines and meditation in the morning and working out a lot more and cold showers and kind of just refocusing back on work also like saying no to things right yeah, like yeah. stuff that I don't necessarily have time or really want to do and kind of realizing that's okay so I think now for 2023 I've kind of put a little more energy back on myself to kind of just realign so that I can kind of continue you know where I was at before because a lot of energy was going out elsewhere and again like even working through this stuff with my dad like it's weird it kind of culminated in that dream where I was like you know you speak I spoke to other doctors too and it's like listen there was nothing that you could have done he actually he actually died from an internal bleed from the medication that he was on it wasn't okay. even necessarily yeah. the lo- his lungs that did it yeah but having spoken to another doctor friend that we have like he was like just you, what you need to because I was like the next day I was like t- talking to every doctor trying to realize like was there anything I could have done differently you know it was mostly like listen you just have to realize he died from the lung cancer Like that might have been the cause, but that's what he died of. And you just need to wrap that around your brain and realize whether it was now, sadly, or whether it was in whatever time, there was nothing that you could do to change those circumstances. Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, loss in general, it's crazy because I I texted Ant this morning. I I was hysterical in tears, legit, just this morning. Mm -hmm. I was at the park and like this is my way of giving you so much credit because this was your dad this is your dad and this morning i was at the park i I told myself you know what i just wanted to go for a walk today so i did exactly that i parked my car and i noticed a guy in front of me in a mercedes-benz get in the car frantically and then drive through the park and i'm like 
this isn't a park that you drive through. Like, what do you like? What is this guy doing? He reverses onto the grass, and I'm my view is blocked by a tree. So I get out of the car, and I'm about to start my walk, and then I look at what's going on, and as he's reversing, I see that there's a girl that I know who owns two dogs that my dog plays with. So I start walking towards them, and then I see another gentleman, kind of like holding himself up on the fence. Like it's a, you know, one of those linked fences that you could put your hands through. And I'm like, oh, I recognize him too, a kid from the neighborhood. And I get closer and closer and I'm like, what's going on? I look down, dog is dead. Oh, wow. Dude, I sent Anne a video. I think the tears are out, bro. I walked around the entire park crying the entire uh, time. That's terrible. Did you have Draco with you? I didn't have Draco with me, no. thankfully, because he would not be peaceful. Yeah. you know, in that moment. The dog must have choked. The dog was a little bit on the older side and from what it seems, that's what was the cause. But literally at the park, dude, and like that's not something you want to see. Especially oh. you own a dog, you've lost a dog, your family owns a dog. Like, dude, that really, really hit home. So loss is never easy. And one thing that actually stood out to me this morning was, and this is, you know, a conversation with four guys. We have another gentleman in the room. Like one thing that I, really noticed in that moment was the desire to embrace the person that owned that dog who was a gentleman you know him very well he's always at the park and i just looked at him i'm like yo this guy just lost someone like i'm gonna give this guy a hug in front of everyone i don't care what this looks like like am i close with him no i'm not like do i say what's up to him yeah but i'm like yo man like i had tears in my eyes tears rolling down my face and i just said dude like come here gave him a hug gave him a warm embrace and after it he hit me up and he was like yo thank you for being there mm. you know like we've never even talked on social media before. And that was the response that was given back. But dude, it's just, it's not easy, man. It's weird too. I think when it comes to type of mourning and stuff too, you're surprised to by, it brings the community together. And also like even people you haven't seen in a long time. Like right. we were shocked to see certain people at the wake and who made the trip from where and you know, like people from you haven't seen in like 10 years who hear and then show up. Like, it's weird how no, even a situation like yourself, like you can, you know, you being there for that person means a lot. You yeah. know, and I think that's that's one thing, too, that's weird about this, you know, human experience is uh, sometimes death can bring people closer together too it can it's funny because phil talked about this the last time we were here and it, it leads me to believe like these people while distant like we can't be in everyone's life at every waking moment you yeah. know but they really are in our life yeah there and sometimes distractions get in the way life gets in the way they're there and they, they come through when you need them to be there i didn't actually know we were going to go down this but it's actually pretty fitting. This morning, I had a conversation that it was a tough one. You know, Curvy, the gentleman I was, you know, yeah, I was taking care very of for well. a while. So I, I had a, um, and first off, I just want to say the way you dealt with everything was like extraordinary. Absolutely. Oh, thank and you. like, thank you. you've been a fantastic example. That's the power of being in like a growth minded circle that, like, I think one of the four of us are going to experience something at any given time that the other ones can learn from. So maybe I go through something that you haven't yet, or you go through something. So it's like that in itself is just so powerful. And the crew wouldn't be the crew with one of the four not being in it. So. Yeah, and I think what's great, what's incredible for me with having you guys in my life too is also too, like I can reach out to you guys for advice on certain things too. And I don't feel like I have to, you know, like if I'm going through some shit, I can reach out to you and kind of get your opinion on it. Cause maybe you've been through it before, you have something really good piece of advice to kind of offer me, which exactly. is incredible. That's the, yeah, that's the power of community, man. I did an episode with Connor Beaton. He has a platform called Man Talks and it really made me realize what a friend is. Like what a friend is, like what is a friend? 
happen. And while I can sit here and say, and we, we all can, like, we know a lot of fucking people. Like, each and every one of us. Like, us four right here, I mean, between a Greek, between... <laughs> so much more than that. <laughs> That's all you got. <laughs> Like, Greek community is huge. Like people that were in nightlife, like someone that owns successful businesses. Like, dude, like we know a lot of fucking people, but what is a friend? And a friend is someone that challenges you, someone that isn't envious of you, someone that, dude, there's just so many factors to what an actual friend is. That This, I think, is brotherhood. You know, that that's what it is. It's brotherhood. Like, there's no, hey, I need to hit you up. Like, I'm, I'm really going through it today. I'm gonna hold back a little bit. Like, it, there's none of that, you know? Yeah. yeah, I actually, I would love to share the story with Kirby. I know, I know he's listening, so he'll be smiling when he hears this. I had a, uh, my second, like, on the books job. I was at a gym. I was 18 years old. Didn't really know much about, you know, business, gym, all that stuff, selling shakes, membership. A guy comes in. We had a classroom upstairs, and it was, classrooms didn't work. It was like a failed program. Mm. So what are we going to do with the room? So a guy comes in, and he rents it out, $400 a month, sleeping on an air mattress. And oh, doing, to live. To live, to live. Taking showers. It was a three-floor gym. You had to walk downstairs to go to the locker rooms. So he's taking showers in the locker And I just remember at that point, he was like, I don't know, maybe like 55 years old. So just drumming up conversation, getting to know him, and hearing his story. Used to bodybuild, used to be in the army, had two marriages. He's got ex, you know, I think I think he has three, three children, yes. And uh, just hearing his story, same thing. I was able to empathize. I'm 18. At that point, I don't have much money to my name. I don't have really much value, but I can empathize. Like you say, we're all one. It's a human experience. So I'm talking to him. Fast forward, we would work out. We became really best of friends. I looked at him like an older, it's just an older guy that's sort of a mentor or just someone to learn from. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, he made these mistakes or he had these successes. And here I'm learning. And we would spend like as you know, like almost every day together, you know? And I did so because he had no family in his life. And I actually invited him to Thanksgiving. My, I remember my family at first thought I was nutty. But I was like, <laughs> but I was like we need to invite this guy. He has no family. Like, yeah. we're yeah. blessed. Like, Thanksgiving is a Super Bowl at our house. Yeah. How much food we have. Like, this guy... It's going to sit home. No food, no nothing. So we did. And then everybody was getting closer to him. So this gentleman, I saw him pick up in his health because his health was declining. He was a strong SOB. Like Absolutely. This, I've this, worked out with him. This guy's 65. He's squatting two plates, benching. Like, he's an animal. Well, what crazy is, and I felt really bad about this too, and asking myself the same questions. But So I was helping him with his you know, living, his finances, his health. And then he just, right before COVID, he just, with pandemic, he went into an assisted living facility and then not being able to see anybody over those two years and on average about, and I was checking on him, on average about one person in that facility was dying per week. So your environment is everything. So yeah. he's, just, he's just seeing that and started to go down. So I he got moved to a facility, went to go visit him. I remember just how much being there for someone matters because when I went there, there was literally no one there mm. visiting anybody in the place. And when I walked in, it was like I was Santa Claus, you know, <laughs> and he's seen me took him a few seconds to realize who I was at that point you know he wasn't the same mentally and I remember I brought him into the sunroom floor to ceiling window and I said to him let's get a little light he said to me uh, no don't don't do that don't do that and he was really scared and I was like why and he said the bomb's gonna go off if you do that and I had realized at that point he was having flashbacks of the army and I opened up the window and when I did I'm like it's okay curve like it's okay open up the window 
as soon as I did, you know how sometimes you said this once to me in the past, like sometimes people don't say the words, but you see it in their eyes. He was just truly embarrassed mm. and I felt for him. So fast forward, having gone through that experience, but just kind of being there for someone curve, long story short, I found out three weeks after my son was born that he had passed and I felt really bad about it. Oh, I felt God. really, really bad about it because I wasn't able to be there for him. I remember when I was calling up facilities and the hospital, I don't have his, you know, the same last name. I'm not blood. Legally, they can't tell me what's going on. So I found out three months after, so I felt really, really bad. I was going through father, you know, new neighborhood, new family members, and then like, oh damn, because I, pr I remember I told him, I'm like, I promised him, because he, he didn't have, you know, any money. I said, I'll throw you a, you know, a wait. So I, f like, I felt like mm. real, real bad at that point. Mm. But at the same time, you do what you can for people while they're there. Just like you hugged that guy, that's what gave me the you know yeah. the perspective of the story. And I'm at the gym this morning. The reason why I say this, so I'm at the gym this morning in Glendale, where we used to work out. Just came today for a one day pass, and someone asked me how he was. So I told them the story, and just crazy timing how mm. it goes from this to this to this. But the point is, if you can be there for somebody, do it because you have no idea how much of a difference you make in their life. Yeah, and that's one like we talked about earlier. You know, people showing up right to um, Drew's pops's uh, wake. And they might have come from out of town. They they travel a long way. And that one day out of their life that they said, you know what, it's far, but we're going to pay our respects, that forever changes the relationship that you have with those people. And that gesture that they made, even though it was one day of their life, you, you know what, it's far, it's traffic, didn't matter because that was like the ultimate showing of love that they could have given you yeah. and your family and your father. So it's the things like you did right inviting him over for thanksgiving did he come are... for thanksgiving by the way he did he awesome did. and i made sure i gave him extra leftovers he was there <laughs> he, was, like, he was just so surprised because he's literally when you don't have the financial means you know how it is you have a small little plate and like you come in and you see like the spread that goes for like 30 feet so. and like I was like, yeah, eat up, man. Take, take for it. Yeah, no, he, awesome. he came and the camaraderie, the community of it was the biggest thing more than the food. Absolutely. Always. And go ahead. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, all good, man. I was just talking about small acts of gratitude, how... You know, they seem small when mm. you're doing them. You're like, ah, it's just a small thing I can do. But look, everyone's giving examples of the impact that it's made by someone's small act of gratitude, which... You're in the hot seat now. We, we all shared a story. Well, actually, I was going to go in a different direction because I wanted to actually touch on something that Drew said with the power of the dream that he had. That was kind of that's been on my mind mm. since he said it. I'm interested in this it. too, yeah. Um, I think there's such power behind that. I know people will talk about a dream they had oftentimes and they'll talk about it for the rest of their lives. Like I had a dream that, uh, you know, this person visited me or this conversation happened and they don't, they never forget it. One specific, I know my dad, my dad's dad passed away before my dad even met my mom. And my dad was always kind of wondering, oh, I wish you know, he met my wife. I wish I had a chance to meet and I would, would he be happy? You know, all, all these things that kind of ran through his mind. And he had a dream little years after they got married where he came into the house, walked in and he's saying, dad, dad, he's trying to like catch him, catch his attention. He's just on a mission. And he's like, dad, he's trying to get to him. Basically walks into the house, walks up the stairs, walks to their bedroom where there's a picture of my mom and my dad at their wedding, kisses the picture. Again, oh, tries wow. to grab him. As soon as he's about to grab him, kind of like Drew was saying about like, you cannot touch them for whatever reason. Yeah. As soon as he's about to touch them, dream over, wakes up, cold sweats. That's exactly what happened heavily. to me. Yeah, that's how, exactly how could... what happened to me. So I think there's Holy so shit. much yeah. to that. Now, this is the example that you shared and the, shamper, the example I just shared about my dad is on a much higher level. I've had some dreams, some very vivid dreams about people that were in my life that haven't passed away, but actually kind of strangely explained some things. Like a person I was with, I had a dream just, you know, it's like, ah, if you could only change this, we can be together. And basically the dream is 
the message was in this lifetime, I will not be able to change this. Mm -hmm. So no matter- That's even, what they said to you. Correct. In this lifetime, I will not be able to overcome this and change this. So this is not something I will ever get over. It's not something I will ever fix, even if we worked on it together. I'm like, wow, it's so interesting. And I strangely got a lot of clarity from that. Mm -hmm. Now, a very good friend of mine, shout out Christina Mavronos. She is very deep as well. And she is like, she, just like we do, right? We share recommendations of podcasts or shows. Always we recommend this podcast. But <laughs> I was about show. to say, <laughs> just this one. Um, and our lovely sponsors as well. But uh, no, she had mentioned to me, she's like, if you want a deep read that changed my life, she goes, read this book. And if you guys have read it, let me know. It's called Many Lives, Many Masters. Have you guys? No, I haven't. Yeah. Long story short. Yeah, long story short, here's like the gist of it. So. It's based on a true story, an interaction with a psychiatrist and his patient that he put under hypnosis that went in for some pretty routine things, some anxiety, some you know, some nervousness, uh, some slight fears, and he took it pretty deep with her and he, they did this, this hypnosis. And without saying it, she was of like, you know, average intelligence. But when he had these conversations, he's like, I'm speaking to somebody else and there's no way that she knows these places, these places in history, these references. Like she just doesn't have that capability. And this is before the internet. So where is she getting this stuff from? What he found was through this person that she, they were tapping into past lives that she had lived. Mm. And it was so interesting because a lot of the people in her past lives, like let's just say, for example, her mother, current day, was her sister in a past life. So a lot of the people that we see in our lives have been in our lives, our past lives before. So, you know, sometimes you meet someone and there's an instant connection. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. like there's, some, there's something here immediately and you can't quite explain it. Well, this book kind of dives a bit deeper on that. And there's a lot to it. One thing I will say is like we're all very well read here. Sometimes I'll, I'll read a book and I'll be like, oh, that's, there's some great points here, but it didn't change me as a person. This absolutely changed my outlook on death and the afterlife. It's worth it just for that read, right? And it talks about just higher spirits after a life, like you come into your life, it ends, and it's not necessarily scary, like then go somewhere else. And you're, and again, depending on your religious beliefs, whatever, that's, that's up for interpretation, but basically you're reincarnated into another person and you keep going through this journey of life until you kind of get it, until you mm -hmm. figure out some life lessons. And then when you get there, so to speak, like graduate, then you go to Nirvana or wherever the next place is. But I bring all this up to say they have this segment about dreams and the power of people who still want to reach out, still want to let you know, like, I'm thinking about you, I'm with you. They do come to you in dreams. And I got chills reading that and I got chills when Drew said it as well. So I firmly do believe that your pops wanted to you yeah. know, make his presence 100%. known, let you know he was proud of you, you know, seeing you with the, his tools and all that. So yeah. th there's something to that. Yeah, it's, we it's weird. I've had two other people pass who were close to me. Both were friends. And both of them, I had the same experience where they came to me in dreams after. So I think there's something there for me anyway, personally, where it's like, it's, I don't know, there's, there's something there where there's a connection after the fact. And I felt the same way after all three, which is exactly what you said. I wake up and it's like no other dream I've had before. I have like, the chills like I'm sweating a little bit and I in my mind I'm like that was not a dream mm. it was three times that that's happened to me where I was like that was not a dream that actually happened and it was all three times one was my friend Joe one was my friend Billy and the other one recently was my father so weird all three the same experience wow you know what's interesting? I knew your perspective on afterlife and it's totally different from yeah. like totally, yes. totally different. Cause I, I, I've said to you, 
I think I've said it to all three of you past. I worked with a woman named Sonia Chalquette and I was put on to her. She was actually on this show. She's known as like the queen of intuition. I was put on to her after a holiday party when I was working with Damon John. Me and my buddy Frank Kachiabev were in a Uber going to our own after party. And dude, I was whacked. He's telling me about like <laughs> him on this call with this woman, Sonia, and like what she said about his life and his past lives. So I'm like, dude, like let's just get to the place and have another drink like I don't even know what you're saying but I had a call with her and she really shifted my perspective on past life as well because what she knew nothing about me outside of my name like I don't even think she knew my birthday maybe she knew that but like that was literally it and she said the first thing she said to me was Matt you're an old soul like those were the first words out of her mouth and continued to say that your soul has traveled far and wide meaning horizontally and vertically horizontally is from place to place vertically is from like professional to profession and then she started to name the professions then she goes once she did all of that she goes what do you do for a living and I said well you know I host a podcast and I own a business and she goes do you see any alignment and the profession she had said were teacher salesman and like a couple other things and it was like really fucking spot-on like scary spot-on but I mean our souls travel man you know I don't know where I remember you told me that that was and it was wild I was in full-blown tears that entire call, like full-blown tears, because it was wild. As, as you guys are talking about this, so many things are popping in my head that's wild along the same trajectory, but two quick stories about, I really do believe that intuitively people who love us know when is, you know, when it's getting time for them to go mm. and how they can either help us or guide us or support us while they're here. One was uh, shout out to Anthony Mandola. I'm Mandola. So we're in, <laughs> we're, we're in Sicily. He's never been there in his entire life, you know, and he's very hardcore Italian. And we go to Sicily 2017. We visit the town where his grandfather's from. Walk in, you know, poor town, but still such beautiful architecture everywhere. He's the barber. Everybody's coming up to him. Your grandfather cut my hair, you know, 50 years ago. Crazy. So we're like, you know, paparazzi in the town. When we when we, his grandmother wasn't doing well and she wasn't doing well for a while and as soon as we got there and then we had a long long dinner soup like crazy crazy big dinner 50 people right. she hooked it up for us and everything his aunts and uncles everything the next day his grandmother had passed oh wow and he while you he, were there yeah, while we were there, Holy shit. he intuitively knew that she was holding on he always said I want to meet my family in Italy but he, he hadn't done so and we got there and it literally happened. And another another story was my grandmother, my grandmother, dad's mother. She was not doing well for a while, like the last five years. Literally, you know, just was no longer there anymore. Living but not living. You get what I'm saying? And um, I remember the week before my son Luca was born, she was showing signs of not eating like for days and they thought like that's it so much so that my dad's brother he flew up from florida to come say his last words he flew up literally the next day she just you know starts eating again and she's mm. good she's like peppy right five days later luke is born three days after he's born my grandmother passes oh, wow. she just i know like i knew like deep into my body my soul my heart she wanted to make sure that i'm good i experienced that he comes into the world and um and i was so thankful at her wake i was like wow like thank you for like holding on so i just intuitively believe that they know yeah like people really know that's wow. intuition for, for, i didn't know about your grandmother by the way i'm sorry about that 
Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's just, I mean, just what you're talking about right now. Like, why it's really weird. I probably actually, I've never told this story. My, um, when we first found out my dad, stage four lung cancer, right? I'm trying to, like, you know, we kind of go through all the emotions, et cetera. Now it's just kind of me and him talking. You know, he's very upset, whatever. And at that time, I wasn't with my wife, right? Like, so I was single at that time. And I said to my dad to kind of lighten the mood, you know, because he was like, you know, he was writing his will and doing all this stuff and like getting crazy panicked, whatever. So I said to my dad at the time, jokingly, I was like, dad, what do you, I was like, come on. I was like, you have to stick around for my wedding, right? But I was a single guy at the time. He started his, it was the only time he started laughing, right? <laughs> <laughs> like legitimately started like hysterical laughing. I was like, this, I was like the only time I could get a smile out of this guy is when we're joking about me getting married, right? So, so I truly believe too that when my wife came back into my life, we got engaged, he literally fought and waited for the wedding mm. and then he just couldn't fight anymore and i think he was the type of man who was super super quiet kept himself you didn't really get much out of him in terms of like what he was thinking etc the opposite of the four of us yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh i think he just literally was in a lot of pain and didn't really tell anybody if you look back at the wedding video and stuff now, like I see it a little bit in terms of like how he's moving around a little bit. I see it in his face, like the amount of pain that he was in. And just to go along with what you're saying, like I truly think like he held on as long as he could and then just got to the wedding. And I think in your head too, when you're kind of sick like that, I think like having that stuff to look forward to kind of keeps you moving a little yeah, bit absolutely you know but i think that's what it was for him like i you know we we talked about it now and i'm i'm actually thankful again like me and my wife we're gonna do possibly like the year engagement and you know however long a year and a half for the wedding we kind of did everything in six months and it worked out perfectly and the fact that we have pictures and stuff from him for the wedding was just awesome so absolutely you know but i, I definitely think like having something to keep going is, is i, I texted you that but you did when, when you that did. happened. You I did. I intuitively knew. Matt yeah. said the same thing. Ann said the same thing. I intuitively knew, and um, I believe that as people look forward to something, they have a marker in their mind. They set that date, and then I've heard that you know once that marker hits, it's about putting another marker in front of it. But that was like the ultimate marker yeah. for some people. That's why I feel like that they intuitively know. It's so powerful, and like you love the person that much more. You're so thankful for them. I just saw John Wick four. So when you say marker, my mind instantly goes. To, have you seen? John Oh, Wick? no, I didn't know I it was didn't, out, dude. But I want to. I'm pretty pumped right now. So you've seen, you've seen John Wick, he's any been, of them. Yeah, he's been. So you know what a marker is. Yeah. Remind me. Remind a marker me. is like that little gold oh, uh, yes, thing where yes. they take your blood and then you have like a contract to kill. So you're saying marker and my mind's instantly going to that. My, uh, I always go back to in that movie, Excommunicado. Yes. Whenever anybody well, he, does something wrong, I'm always like, dude, Excommunicado from the group. <laughs> Get that guy out of here. Yeah, man. Great movie, by the way. But I'm, I'm curious to go around the table here just to talk about like a moment where your intuition guided you to something someone etc i know that we've kind of touched on it but like where do you feel like intuition has stepped up in your life recently or maybe in the most monumental way you've seen in regards to meeting somebody no just in general like it could be anything like i know i know what mine is all right i have a i have one that we said on this show before so and actually i sent you a voice note about this earlier sometimes the best nights or days out are are times where you really don't want to go and for whatever reason you push yourself to go. Something inside you like, ah, I really don't want to attend this, but I'm going to do it. Some of the most fun nights I've ever had, I've met some of the best people that way and you'll be very <laughs> familiar with the story is I remember I was trying to grow my business and I was trying to find people to get plugged into and a friend, actually I hadn't even met him. He wasn't even a friend at that point. I met some person that worked for a Greek tech company <laughs> and we met for the first time and we were just kind of just 
going over things and he's like, hey, I think there's someone that could help you in your business. You should reach out to him. And it's funny, I ended up being Matt and I'd never met Matt <laughs> before. Yeah, so he's like, get in touch with this guy. And we spoke on the phone. I'm like, oh, this guy seems like a really like straight shooter, very interesting. And we're talking about potentially working together. And Matt sends me an email just like, hey, nice you know, follow-up email, nice talking to you, whatever. The next day I had an event. It was a CUNY event. I did not want to go to this. I woke up that morning and I was like, I kind of just want to go to the gym. I don't want to really go. But I went and I forced myself to go last minute. I went. Anyways, I get to the event. I go on an elevator and this giant guy next to me wearing a FUBU hat <laughs> is, this is the next day. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I haven't seen a FUBU hat in a really long time. And Matt, when he sent me that email, had, and we hadn't really seen it much at the time, now it's common, he had the signature with your picture at the bottom. So I'm like, why do I know this guy? And on the elevator, I'm like, I peek, I'm like, oh, I think that's him. <laughs> so, so we end up going to this event. I turn around, I'm like, are you Matt? He's like, actually I am. I'm like, dude, we spoke on the phone yesterday and it was just so mind blowing. They were in the same place at the same time an event I almost didn't go to, yet intuition brought me there. And now with one of my best friends, we get to do things like this. You know, we become like this family and that wouldn't happen if my intuition didn't lead me there. So I find it so crazy how sometimes you're just like, mm -hmm. something guided me to just go and yeah. truly it changed my life. I have a friend and I have like three new brothers because of that. That wouldn't have happened if I didn't go that day. So that's pretty wild. And I'm not just saying that because he's the host of the show. Whenever I think about that, dude, it's like a crazy right. fucking story. Really you know? wild. It's, yeah. um, it's so interesting to see how like life brings us together. You know, we just, we have the people we need in our life. And if not yet, they're coming. You know, it's just like... I wonder what we're going to be doing in the next life. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we, we graduate you know to the I, next level. You know level. actually I wanted to ask? Has anyone done hypnosis? Uh, I feel like I got like a janky version of it like a couple times. This, from... sounds, this sounds shady. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was working with this guy. I honestly forget his name. He's based in Long Island. He was doing some like EMDR therapy, which is like eye movement destigmatization or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, I remember you doing that. Yeah, and I was like, hey, like, you know, you mentioned hypnosis, and I just felt like it wasn't really hypnosis, because I was just like, is something supposed to happen? Like, I was kind of just there, and, yeah. like, I didn't feel loopy, or, or maybe I don't know what hypnosis is enough to speak on it like that, but maybe uh, I have resistance it. there, too. Oh, yeah, there definitely was, 100%. You know, I love control. <laughs> I'm the first one to admit it. I, in fact, I was on a call earlier today and uh, I was on the call with this woman named Annalena. She has a really good podcast around human design and I'm not too educated on the topic of human design, but she pulled up my chart and she pointed out that she sees that I like control. And I said, yeah, I try and change that. And she actually really brought a beautiful perspective to the table. She was like, why are you trying to change who you are? Like, why don't you accept who you are and just accept the fact that you like control? Like a lot of us like control like how about you surrender instead of trying to surrender your control how about you surrender to the fact that you like control i think that was like a really good yeah, perspective I mean, it's kind of like being self-aware right and just knowing who you are i think what i struggle with a lot is um being like a creature of my routines and then what happens, like, I'm, I've slowly been adjusting, so I see you kind of nodding over there because yeah, I feel I like you. you're the same way, right? It's like, I even heard, it's funny, I heard Russell Brand say this recently, where it's like, I just need to do 20 minutes of meditation, do a cold plunge, 20 minutes of a sauna, do a morning workout of jujitsu. It's like, and then and then I'm good after that. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you, like and I'm the, yes. I, I get, I wake up in the morning, it's like, all right, I have to, I wake up, I kind of have the same routine, I have to walk the dog, I try to get my direct sunlight, I try to look into the sun, right? I try to meditate if I can, I try to do cold shower i try to work out if i can but then like you throw in like a 
eight o'clock meeting into the mix right. and I'm like up and I don't know what to do and I'm all thrown off uh-huh. and like I'm slowly trying to like adjust to and just kind of learn to go more with the flow and also like not be upset that like I wasn't able to and like the world isn't going to fall apart I'm not going to have a terrible meeting sales meeting because I didn't meditate or because I didn't take my cold shower you yeah. know like I'm, I try that's like what I've been struggling with and I've slowly realized like that it's okay to kind of like be okay with that I mean yeah. do you feel yeah. the same oh, way I or no? 100% feel that way if, if there's things missing from the check boxes I feel it like I even did meditation before I came here I'm like I didn't get it in today and I really need to do it it wasn't a good one I was thinking like, you're supposed to you know like kind of surrender to the moment and just let your mind go and I was just like well the traffic is going to be 30 minutes like I couldn't really get in the zone but sometimes doing something is better than nothing for sure and even though it wasn't a good one I'm like you know what it's fine I could do it later tonight if I need to I'm very much that way too with making sure you know I'm a checkbox guy I've, I've, there's lists in here right now yeah. checkboxes <laughs> I have checkboxes check too and I never do that all, all day so yeah no I, I, feel I always I always bring a notepad to these because you two do and all I wrote down was many lives many masters <laughs> <laughs> that's the only that might be all you I'm need. gonna have throughout this entire thing but I feel like I have to you know? no no yeah. it's, it's clutch to have <laughs> we only have a few minutes left so I'm curious from the two of you like where do you feel intuition popped up in your life in the most monumental way or recently so recently in a big way I just did a it just took a huge transition as you guys know moved from New York to North Jersey new father of my son parent to my partner's uh, children as well so we got a full house we got a family of six now and don't know anyone out there don't know anyone out there in New Jersey but I do believe myself whenever you put me somewhere I'll always figure out how to make friends and I'll, I'll always figure out how to make money. So I'm out there and I'm struggling. I really am. I like you're a brand new father. You, you know, you got to be at the house. You got to take care of the family, the woman, everything. But I was, I didn't have that social connection and especially a line social connection that I, I really desire. So um, just before Luca was born, go to the church down the block, just saying a prayer. He's born, go back the next week and uh, actually unintentionally went there. I just was feeling off and decided I'm going to go say a prayer randomly on a Saturday morning at 7.30 and I'm actually praying St. Joseph, I'm praying to him. At that point, you know how you go through stuff but you don't really realize what you're going through until you go through it? Yeah. I realized at that point, at least in in the story of of Jesus and everything, bro, you are the most, I looked at his statue and I said, you are the most underrated guy in this whole church. I said, because you're the father, you're the parent of Jesus, your woman had child, and when you, she was pregnant and you were raising him, like people probably looked at you and was like, bro, are you serious? This girl cheated on you. Like, are you, are you, like, what's wrong with you? You know? And it could be very thankless at times. Well, I prayed to him and I said, you know, help me. I'm a new father, parent, you know, guide me. I walk out of the back of the church in, a, in an angle that I never go to. And a guy, you know, comes up to me. He was just glowing. He looked like he left a Tony Robbins event, literally. And he just, we just start talking about life, everything. Fast forward, he invites me to their, basically it's a brotherhood. It's a faith-based brotherhood. And he invites me to a retreat that normally I wouldn't have gone to unless he gave me the personal invite. And I just knew intuitively. I wasn't planning on being at church that day. I wasn't planning to speak to St. Joseph that day. I wasn't planning to walk out this exit that day. But the energy and the alignment took me in a path that I needed to be. I needed this so bad because when I went, I not only, you know, deepened my faith, but I met 65 other gentlemen who are now all my friends and I have their phone numbers. And like in a, in a matter of a day, now I have that aligned social connection that I didn't have before and I have a foundation. So like I intuitively, intuitively knew 
like don't this is for you and whatever you know spirit or religions you believe in i just know that i was meant to be there and honestly like i could cry thinking about how just amazing that is i had a beautiful time so i love that 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 was more recently that's awesome that's powerful. We have a few minutes left. Drew, you could squeeze something in here? Yeah, I'll do it real quick. I mean, I feel like in terms of intuition, I feel like I'm pretty good at listening to like, let's call it the third eye, right? Whether it was the intuition to tell me to start my own company, small things like who to hire, who not to hire have always worked out. Even like the fact of like me going to a certain, to a party, running into my wife at the time, getting back together, trusting that instinct. But most recently to even tie it all back to what I was kind of talking about earlier, the day my father passed, we we had been taking turns going to the hospital throughout the entire week. And he was having like some stomach pain from the internal bleeding, which we didn't know at the time, right? We just thought he was just having some stomach pain. I was in between moving from the city out to Long Island. So I actually was gonna, I had left my mom, said goodbye to my dad, told him I loved him, whatever. And then I was going to leave. And then I was going to head back home because I was going to come back to the hospital in the morning, leave my mom there or whatever. So now I leave. Instead of going out to Brooklyn, I was like, you know what? Let me head back to Long Island. I'm just going to check on something at the house. Like a weird feeling gave me that. I was going to go back into the city. Then my mom texted me. She's like, your dad still doesn't feel good. Like, you know, I'm a little... I don't know, like she just said something's off. So I was like, like it was the intuition to tell me not to go back into the city. Cause if I went back to the city, there's a chance I might not have turned around. I went out to Long Island, turned back around, came back. And that was when my dad actually coded in front of us. And I'm just, thank- I'm shit. so thankful that I listened to my intuition and went back because I can't imagine if my mom was there alone having mm-hmm. to deal with that while they were working on my dad and fucking cold blue and the, the, the fucking 20 people coming in the room and her by herself. So like, I'm just, thankful that I listened to my intuition to, to head back. And it was just a weird feeling that I had, like something's, you know, like something's off. Like no one knew what was going on. It was like, he was completely fine, but I just knew I had to go back and I was just happy and thankful that I actually did. So I was there for my mom. It's the power of intuition, man. Yeah. Without yeah, a doubt. yourself. Uh, we only have one minute here, so oh, I'll, shit, I'll squeeze. Bad. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> you're good. I mean, we've been talking this whole time. Super random, but it actually happened straight out of a dream, right? I woke up, not frantically, but like kind of popped up. It happened at 6 a.m. I literally remember it was 6 a.m. on the dot in July of 2020. And as I popped up, the first thing, I, I literally heard it inside of myself and it simply said, she's not the one. <laughs> Damn. And I was like, holy shit. Cause I was in resistance to continue to stay in a relationship where I wasn't being treated well. And literally intuition spoke to me in that moment. and was just like, dude, like listen to me, listen to your gut right now. It still took me some time after that to actually listen because I'm just a hard headed, stubborn New Yorker, millennial, all of that. But ultimately I felt like that was the most clear my intuition's ever been to me. Like actually could hear the voice of my intuition and that radically shifted my life for the better, you know, but that that was it. I, I don't want to go over any more time because I know that we already have. So on this note, fellas, first and foremost, I want to thank the three of you for being here, being transparent, showing up vulnerable, showing up like true gentlemen. I really just wanted to say thank you to all of you guys for, for being a part of this. Um, for everyone out there, again, like if you love these episodes, make sure you let us know. We want to give you more. You could be in the studio, once a month, four times a week. Like you let us know what you want to hear from the round tables. We have a blast doing it. Again, these episodes are totally free. Make sure that you're sharing them with the people in your life. If you want to check it out on YouTube, you could do so. We have three camera angles going right now. So the it's all up on YouTube. And lastly, shout out to Proper Sleep and Talkify for hooking the show up and hooking you guys up as well. Make sure you check out the other episodes to hear what they're offering. But fellas, appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us.